Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Evan Jimenez. Boston has been fair lately, with temperatures on Tuesday reaching a high of 63 degrees. Temperatures Wednesday are expected to rise to a high of 77 degrees, with the rest of the week looking fairly warm as things stay in the mid to low 70s. Now we'll move on to the Boston University COVID-19 dashboard update. On Monday, September 21st, one member of the Boston University community tested positive for COVID-19. There were no new faculty cases, meaning only one student tested positive. On average, BU's lab took 19.7 hours to process each test. This is the second shortest turnaround time this week. In total, 106 members of the BU community have tested positive this fall. 12 students are currently in isolation, and 72 have recovered from the disease. Christina Melhorn is here now to report on the Boston University Vote Big Week. Boston University kicked off its Vote Big Week on Monday. The event will continue until Friday, September 25th. Vote Big is an intercollegiate campaign with the goal of encouraging students in the Boston area to register and exercise their right to vote. The universities in the area are competing during this week to see who can register the most students. The week will consist of voter registration drives, guest speakers, discussions on the importance of the youth vote, and information on how to get involved on Election Day. Students that are not able to attend can vote through TurboVote, an online platform that keeps track of all states' voter registration rules, absentee ballots, and voting by mail. Vote-by-mail ballots can be ordered through the site as well. All event links can be found on BU's Community Service Center website. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Christina Melhorn for WTBU News. Thanks, Christina. Joining us now is Amanda Schneider with a story regarding a white nationalist from New Hampshire. A white nationalist who threatened to rape the wife of a man he had a dispute with at a rally in Virginia went on trial Tuesday. The man, identified as 39-year-old New Hampshire resident Christopher Cantwell, has remained in federal custody since January after pleading not guilty to sending the threat. Cantwell also threatened to spread their personal information online. In 2018, he pleaded guilty to assault after pepper-spraying counter-protesters at a Unite the Right rally that was also held in Virginia, resulting in him being barred from the state for five years. Cantwell is also known for hosting self-produced radio shows and for being associated with the alt-right movement. The case was the first jury trial to take place in front of Judge Paul Barbadoro since the pandemic began. In Fairfield, Connecticut, I'm Amanda Schneider for WTBU News. Thanks, Amanda. Now we'll head over to Stephanie Joseph for a story out of Kentucky. The mayor of Louisville declared a state of emergency in the city on Tuesday as he awaits the results of the Kentucky Attorney General's investigation of Breonna Taylor's death. Taylor, a 26-year-old black woman, was killed in March by Louisville Metro police officers who entered her apartment on suspicion of drug trafficking. Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher anticipates that civil unrest will accompany Attorney General Daniel Cameron's decision, but an exact date for his decision has not been shared. Interim Police Chief Robert Schroeder said that representatives from Cameron's office have promised to let authorities know ahead of time. On Tuesday, the Louisville Metro Police Department enacted several cautionary measures that included assembling barricades around Jefferson Square Park, a popular site of protests this summer, and closing off parking garages. 
The police and mayor have expressed that the purpose of these measures is to ensure the safety of protesters and the people who live and work in downtown. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Stephanie Joseph for WTBU News. Thanks, Stephanie. Next, a story regarding the November elections from May Claire Sabin. On Monday, President Trump and Joe Biden traveled to key swing states, Ohio and Michigan, in hopes of winning over voters. While at a rally in Swanton, Ohio, President Trump said he is the candidate best poised to lead the country through the coronavirus pandemic. The incumbent candidate bashed, quote, sleepy Joe Biden, end quote, and insinuated the Democratic nominee would delay the release of a vaccine should he win the election. Biden vehemently denied these claims and has consistently advocated for a distributable vaccine to be developed sans political pressure. Trump also criticized Biden's support of the 2015 Paris Climate Accords, saying the deal would have stagnated American business by 25 percent. In Manitowoc, Wisconsin, Biden made an appeal to voters who supported Obama in the 2008 and 2012 elections, but were drawn to Trump's more pugnacious personality in 2016. Biden ensured voters they would be, quote, seen, heard, and respected, end quote. The Democratic nominee's humble upbringing in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and state school education make him an appealing candidate to middle-class voters in the Midwest. In Wisconsin, Biden maintains a steady five-point lead over President Trump. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm May Claire Saban for WTBU News. Thanks, May Claire. Finally, an update from Giselle Mehta about new coronavirus regulations in the United Kingdom. New measures are set to be put in place in the UK to combat the rise of coronavirus cases, with Prime Minister Boris Johnson saying that England's reopening plans have reached a, quote, perilous turning point. Pubs, bars and restaurants will be forced to close from 10pm starting Thursday. Additionally, the fine for breaking laws on gatherings and mask wearing have increased to £200 for a first offender. These stricter regulations come as the UK reported a rise of 4,926 new coronavirus cases on Tuesday and 37 new deaths. In a television address on Monday, the UK Parliament's scientific advisers warned that at current rates, the UK could be recording as many as 50,000 cases per day by November. Johnson warned that if the situation is not contained soon, further restriction will be enacted. In Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, I'm Giselle Matha for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Grace Ferguson, Alex Corey, Hannah Yoshinaga, and Stella Lawrence, I'm Evan Jimenez reporting from Boston, Massachusetts for WTBU News.